welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back. Veronica here, and we've got quite a week. So before I dive in, I just want to say that this is one of the most intense weeks of the year. And that's saying something because this is 2020. So be mindful and really mind your energy this week and do what you can to take breaks and naps and meditation breaks and Whatever it is that you do to take care of yourself, you're going to want to do it this week. So, all right, before we dive in, you know that Mars is retrograde and we're heading into October, a month that has two full moons, which we call a blue moon. Once in a blue moon, it's going to be this October. Talk about an October surprise, right, for my political... Um, junkies in the room. Okay, so we're going to have two full moons. What we call once in a blue moon is actually going to be happening in October. We're going to have Mars retrograde. We're going to have Mercury retrograde. So it's an intense month ahead, and this is an intense week to kick it off. So I would be remiss not to invite you to join me in the online yoga club because one of the best things you can do when Mars is retrograde or when you're having any intense Mars aspect or transit is to move your body because Mars loves uh, physical exertion. And the way that Mars and Aries expresses itself is through anger and passion and enthusiasm and sometimes to temper those emotions the best way to work with Mars is to get into your physical body. So if you've been considering joining the online yoga club and practicing yoga with me, this is a great time to do it. Um, And if you've been considering picking up any physical exercise regimen, this is a great time to do it. So I wanted to share that with you right off the top so I didn't forget. Um, And also I wanted to mention that I'm adding a new moon restorative ritual and a full moon restorative ritual to the online yoga club. Um, Apologies if you hear the crinkling of my post-it because I put a hot pink post-it on my notes for today so I didn't forget to invite you. Um, But yeah, we're doing new moon and full moon restorative rituals. At the new moon, we do some restorative yoga, some meditation, some journaling around our intention. I lead you through an intense intention setting ritual It's exactly the same thing that I do for my own moon ritual. And then at the full moon, I will lead you through restorative yoga, some meditation, a reflection, and releasing ritual. Again, exactly the stuff that I do in my own spiritual practice. So if you're interested in learning that or experiencing that, it's really more of an experience, less me teaching. I am teaching, but it's really me guiding an experience. If you want to be a part of that every month, new moon and full moon, I'll be doing that in online yoga club. You can learn more about it at my website, veronicapretty.com and just 
click the yoga tab in the navigation menu and it will lead you there and you'll get all the interesting information nooks and crannies and every question that you have will be answered and if it's not you know where to find me send me a note on instagram or just uh, shoot me an email or fill out the contact form on my website you can find me lots of ways i'm on the internet all the time Okay, so that's what I wanted to make sure I shared with you. So I shared it. I did my homework. I did my job. Um, so on Sunday, Mercury went into Scorpio. And Mercury going into Scorpio is heavy. So if you're feeling a heavy energy this week, and it's more than just the weather changing, and it's more than just the change of season, you know, you're not alone because Mercury in Scorpio is heavy. It's deep. It's intense. Um, Mercury in Scorpio can bring about dark thoughts. Mercury in Scorpio can also bring us incredible focus. Um, so it's not bad. It's just intense. And if you're a person that has Mercury in Scorpio, you're probably a person that's great at numbers crunching. You're probably a person that's great at strategic thinking. You're also probably a person that doesn't say everything you think. So a Mercury in Aries person just says it all. Mercury in Sagittarius person, foot and mouth syndrome. A Mercury in Scorpio person really takes in all of the information and only says what is needed. So this is good advice for this month because, well, not just this month, Mercury is going to be in Scorpio by and large, until December 1st, other than a two-week stint where he heads back into Libra. And that's because Mercury is going to be retrograding soon. Um, so when Mercury retrogrades, he will spend a couple weeks back in Libra again. But by and large, we have a Mercury in Scorpio vibe for the next couple of months. So I want you to really think about only saying what you need to say because sometimes it's just not a time to get into a confrontation that isn't going to be useful. If it's a confrontation that's going to either end something that you want to end or bring you closer together with someone that you want to experience a more honest closeness with, if it's not going to result in one of those two things, if it's a confrontation that doesn't need to happen, I would say avoid it because it's intense. It's intense stuff that we've got going on right now. Now, we're in the pre-shadow of Mercury retrograde, which basically means that we're already in the degrees of Scorpio that Mercury will come back to on its retrograde journey. So whatever you're seeing show up right now, you're going to see it again, or you might see an iteration of it. So if there's some lesson that you're learning right now, if there's some communication pattern that's coming up for you right now, if there is, um, you know, if you're having some sort of weird tech glitch, it might come up again once Mercury actually retrogrades. So you just want to pay attention to what's coming up when it comes to things that have to do with communication, logistics, um, stuff like that. The typical Mercury retrograde stuff. Here's the deal. Mercury retrograde happens three or four times a year. It's not a huge deal. I know that like our pop culture astrology memes love to latch onto it, but 
at the end of the day, these other retrogrades are far more potent. Um, it's the most minor, it's minor in comparison to Mars or Venus. I think what's going to make October really challenging is the combo of Mercury and Mars retrograde. We've already been in the Mars retrograde for quite some time because his retrograde lasts two months. So you do want to pay attention to the things that are coming up right now, and they may be a product of one or both of those things happening. Now, Mars has a lot to do with our drive, our ambition, our sexual desire, our desire to move our physical body. Um, it's our passion, our enthusiasm. It's our anger. It's our will and our determination. And so if you're having um, a crisis of confidence around any of those things, that's the Mars retrograde bringing something up for you to look at. Now, my friend Nancy, she said, oh, is the Mercury retrograde in Scorpio have something to do with Trump's taxes coming out in the Times? So you know I love the intersection of astrology and politics. I call it astropolitics. And so, yes, I think that this has a lot to do with Mercury in its pre-shadow of the retrograde in Scorpio. Now, we've had other retrogrades, Mercury retrogrades in Scorpio. Last year, Mercury was retrograde in Scorpio. I think that there's a culmination here of a lot of aspects coming together. And one of them, of course, the Mars retrograde, because you know, Mars is actually on... Um, the ascendant of Trump's chart. So Mars is a deeply felt planet for him. I mean, if you couldn't tell, like Mars is aggression and he embodies that wholeheartedly. Um, but I think what's even more interesting in all of this, last week you may recall that I mentioned there was a yacht in the sky. A yacht is a finger of God. It's an aspect that occurs in astrology. And so the yacht was pointing at Venus Venus is in Leo. Venus is about money. Venus is about love. Venus is about relationships. Venus is about our values and what we, what we find worthwhile and whether or not we feel worthy. So last week, the finger of God was pointing at Venus. We, I told you then that you should follow your passion Notice what lights you up and go there. And I did that myself. I'll tell you a little bit about that later. But this week, Venus is part of the hand pointing to Pluto and Saturn. So Venus and um, the North Node are part of that hand, and the finger of God is pointing at Saturn and Pluto. And Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn, and you may recall that at the very beginning of the year, Saturn and Pluto had a big date in the sky. It was the first time in 36 years they got together. They're not going to get together again for 33 years. And this, this, they've been in Capricorn for most of this year. Pluto spends many years in a sign, several years in a sign, because it moves so slow in comparison to where we are here on Earth. Um, Saturn for most of this year was in Capricorn. He did a short stint in Aquarius and he will head back to Aquarius or move forward to Aquarius as it actually is um, 
soon, but Saturn and Pluto have been retrograde. Now, these guys being retrograde is not a big deal because these planets that are further away from Earth when they retrograde, we don't really feel it so much. And most of us have outer planets retrograde in our chart, um, at least one, because they spend half the year retrograde. So them being retrograde is not that important to me. What is important to me is when these planets station to either move backward or move forward. And both of these guys are stationed right now to move forward, which basically means they're slowing down, they're slowing down, they're slowing down. They're moving so slow, they're basically not moving. They're pretty much stopped in the sky. And so it's like when you are um, driving a car and you want to make a U-turn, you have to slow down to make the U-turn, right? You have to put your foot on the brake and maybe even stop entirely if there's traffic coming in the other direction to make the U-turn. And so that's what's happening, right? They station so that they can turn around. And now they're stationing to turn forward. But they are going to make the third pass at these last degrees in Pluto that they've been hanging out in. I'm sorry, in Capricorn that they've been hanging out in. Now, the Yod, the finger of God, is pointing at Saturn and Pluto the same week that they are stationing, basically standing still and working on turning themselves back to a forward-moving position. Okay, they're stationed, which means that we're feeling them more mightily, and the Yod is pointing at them. So Saturn and Pluto... Saturn is boundaries, limitations, restrictions, holding us accountable. Saturn rules time. It also rules our karma. It's in Capricorn, the sign. It rules Capricorn. Capricorn is the sign of the foundations and the structures that support us, the government, the banks, corporations. Pluto is the destroyer. He destroys things for the sake of transformation. I like to call him the Shiva of the Zodiac. So if you're familiar with um, the Hindu gods and goddesses, Lord Shiva burns things down so that they can be renewed and reborn, kind of like the phoenix from the ashes. So Pluto is this transformative um, power. You know, Pluto has a lot to do with power. Saturn is boundaries and restrictions. Pluto is power. And destruction. So you can imagine when power and destruction come together with boundaries and restrictions and limitations and accountability, something's going to happen, right? And so we had that at the very beginning of the year. And so all of us knew that this was going to be a year of restructuring. There was some restructuring that was going to happen in your life this year. And you were probably going to actively start to dismantle some things and rebuild them. And who knew that the restructuring would be in response to a global pandemic? But hey, here we are, right? So the global pandemic has shown us where our society needs to be restructured in more ways than one, from racial inequality to um, the crazy, crazy fight for unemployment for people 
You know, we're talking about universal basic income in a very serious way these days. There's a lot of structures in our society that will be changed for generations to come because of what we're going through right now. And that's the work of Saturn. The rebuilding is the work of Saturn. But the transformation is the work of Pluto. And so we're very much in a year of transformation. We're very much in a year that Pluto has his fingerprints all over. So I share this to say that the yacht in the sky is pointing at those two planets while they are stationing. And I feel like I've repeated this many times, but it's really important. This is a week that is going to bring you more clarity, hopefully, perhaps, around how you want to restructure your life. And it's going to be a week that holds us accountable. And so this is what I think a big piece of this tax investigation coming out is about. The yacht is pointing at Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, and they are holding the president accountable. And Venus is part of the hand, and Venus rules money and values and worth. And Venus is in Leo, and when Venus is in Leo, she doesn't mess around because she's fiery, she's passionate, she's angry. And the North Node is in Gemini. So anyway, some people might not consider it a yacht because the North Node is not a planet, but I actually think the nodes of fate are very sensitive points on the chart, and therefore I use them. Neither here nor there, the nodes indicate something faded. So there's something faded about this moment for all of us, but there's something faded about the fact that this investigation came out at this moment on Sunday night, and earlier on Sunday, Mercury went into Scorpio. So it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> it's kind of synergistic and synchronistic. Syn there's a synchronicity to it. I think I said that right. Anyway, so that's why I think the Trump tax stuff came out when it did. I know many of you are wondering about it. Um, and I think we're going to see more of it because Mercury is going to be retrograde. It's going to be retracing these this part of the of the zodiac um, very soon and I think Mercury brings communication Mercury brings the messages he's the messenger so yeah he's gonna bring us more messages about this okay moving on um with these two guys stationing Saturn is stationing on Tuesday which is the day that I'm recording this and this is a pretty intense day because Saturn is not only stationing direct, but Mars is squaring Saturn. So this is the second square that these two guys have. So they squared back in August, late August, and I had said at the time that it was pretty intense, pretty frustrating. Mars square Saturn is a very frustrating energy. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It feels like you're driving your car with the parking brake on, but you have no idea that the parking brake is on, so you're like, why isn't this car going? Um, that's what Mars square Saturn feels like. So right now, you might be experiencing some of that frustration of wanting things to go faster, but they just aren't. 
and it's not you, it's happening to all of us, okay? It is important that we learn how to take action, incremental action. And it reminds me of um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, she talked so much about how change happened um, through small and incremental steps. And Mars Square Saturn embodies that. It's about small, mindful, incremental steps. So I promise you, if you're taking those incremental steps, then you're going to see a lot of things shifting at the end of this year. Um, I'm interested, as I, I'm recording this before the debates happen, the, not the debates, but the president, the first presidential debate is going to happen tonight, and I'm very interested to see who gets frustrated first, because I think um, Saturn uh, stationing today with that Mars square, oh my gosh, it's, it's, to, I, you know, my fiance and I even had a very stupid fight earlier, and both of us were being so stubborn, we just didn't want to, like, give in to being the one who, you know, neither of us wanted to give the other the last word. So I will, and it was about something so stupid. So I can only imagine that it's going to be terribly entertaining on one respect, but I also think that there's going to be a lot of frustration. And I think that with everything going on, you know, Trump is going to be on the defensive, but it'll be interesting because I think both people are going to, I think both Biden and Trump are going to be really, really, really frustrated and really, really angry. So it'll be interesting. Okay. So Saturn stations direct today on Tuesday when I'm recording this. Pluto will station direct on Sunday. You're going to feel them all week. It doesn't matter what day it happens because you're just going to really be feeling these energies all week. Um, this restructuring, as I said, is something we're going to be, we've been living through all year. We're really going to start to pick up steam because these guys will be going forward for the rest of the year and into 2021. Now, Pluto's going to stay back in Capricorn for a couple, a few more years. We are approaching the Pluto return of the United States of America, which is one of the reasons we're seeing so much chaos in this country, but I'll share that on another podcast one day. So in terms of this moment that we're living in, Pluto will hang back in Capricorn and keep working on the destroying of the patriarchy, the destroying of so many of these structures that still have layers upon layers upon layers to be burned down, right? And rebuilt. But Saturn and Jupiter are going to hang, they're going to head into Aquarius and they're going to start that rebuilding process because Aquarius is really about the future. And so they're going to head into Aquarius mid-December and shortly thereafter, they're going to meet up. And that's a conjunction that we call the Great Conjunction, and it happens every 20 years. So we're going to start a new 20-year cycle on December 21st. It's happening on the winter solstice, the day that the sun moves into Capricorn. So the end of this year, I had been looking forward to all year for more reasons than one. But really, I do believe that there is going to be a dawning of a new age and this really fresh, exciting, innovative, and futuristic way of seeing things once we get to December 21st. So, you know, count down the days in your calendar and be excited for that, for sure. 
Um, this is all systems go as far as these big planets go through the end of the year. So the restructuring, the rebuilding, you really want to start casting that vision now. So, so many of us have come to conclusions about what we value in our lives because of this pandemic, right? So, some of, so many of us have realized that maybe eating out and buying nice clothes or, you know, going to a fancy gym isn't the most important thing to us. Maybe we rather spend our money on things like having great pots and pans. That's something I've invested in this pandemic. I bought a whole new set of gorgeous pots and pans because I've been cooking so much. So the things that we value in a day-to-day sense have changed, but maybe the things that you value in a larger sense have changed too. Maybe the the friendships that you value have changed. Maybe um, you've changed in terms of what you want to do in the world. Maybe you want to change your career. I talked to a friend two days ago who was telling me that she might stop teaching yoga. And I've talked to so many yoga teachers that feel that way because this has just been a huge shift and something that they've done for 10, 15, 20 years just doesn't seem to suit them anymore. So if you've got some big restructuring to do in your life, this is the time to put pen to paper, start to get really honest with yourself, dig deep. Mercury and Scorpio gives us the opportunity to access those deeper levels of our psyche. So this is a good time to do that work and get real about what you want. Um, all right, moving on. There's so much to talk about this week. It's crazy. On Thursday, we have a full moon in Aries. All right, so this full moon, um, this full moon, it is illuminating your needs as an individual and balancing those needs of the people that you partner with in life, whether that be a business partner, whether that be your spouse, whether that be your best friend, your roommate, whoever it is you partner with, right? So this is a balancing of honoring your needs and their needs because it's Libra, the sun's in Libra partnership and the moon's in Aries. But the interesting thing is that the moon is in the first house when I drop the chart for this full moon and this, the rising of this full moon chart is Pisces, Pisces rules endings. So if there's something that you want to let go of, this is a really good full moon to do it, especially if it's something that you feel like is holding you back from growing whatever is next. And as I said, it's going to kind of be all systems go for the rest of this year. So if you really want to start to um, put some new building blocks into place, you might need to let go of some of the things that were supporting you prior to this. So I personally let go of something this week, which was a really big deal because it was something I dreamed up and was really important to me, which was the Luminary League. And so you've heard me talk about it here. And um, I decided to let it go because it had started as an experiment. I wasn't so crazy about Patreon. I wasn't so crazy about 
that platform and using that platform. And, you know, people didn't, the people who were in it were so amazing, are, are so amazing. I love the women who have joined, but I felt like it wasn't letting us go deep enough. And because this year is so transformative, I want to really help people do transformative work. And unfortunately, transformative work doesn't happen in one workshop a month. So I had to get real with myself about that. And I decided to let it go. And I decided to take the parts of it that I love, the meditation, the journaling, the tracking of the new moon and the full moon and talking about the astrology of the moon cycle and also honoring the astrology of the sun cycle because I think the sun is so important. I'm think I'm just really into talking about the sun lately because I think that the sun is what gives us our prana and our life force and it rules our ego and I don't think ego is a bad thing. I think it helps us really access our power and the sun is super important too. And full moons have always been my favorite because full moons honor the polarity of the the light and the dark. The sun um, illuminates the moon. And just like this full moon we're going to experience on Thursday, um, we have to honor both sides, the partnership and the individual. And so that's full moons always play on the duality and the polarities. And I think that those are really interesting and really help us get to know ourselves a little bit better. So with all of that said, I decided to pull the things I love about it into Online Yoga Club so that they can still live on and evolve and grow and serve the people that want to join me in Online Yoga Club. And it felt right, so I did it. And so sometimes you have to let go of things, even if they've served you well for a time, even if you love them, even if it means that you're going to disappoint some people. So um, I share that with you because maybe you have something that you want to let go of, but you're scared of disappointing someone and it's okay. You can do that. You can still let it go and just deal with disappointing someone. You know, we're, we all are resilient human beings and we all get going and move on to the next thing sooner or later. So when we let go of things, it always inevitably leaves space for something new to grow. And that's what the moon cycle is about. You know, the full moon allows us to release from a place of abundance and having so that we can welcome in something new into that space with the new moon. The new moon is the space. The, the moon is not illuminated. It's dark. It's empty. Um, and from that place of emptiness, we can allow ourselves to be filled up again. So um, this is really important work, and I take it really seriously. And I think that um, the Online Yoga Club is going to be a really good home for this work, especially because I'm seeing more and more that with all of this really wacky energy in the world, it's so important for us to embody our spirituality. And so that's why I think the restorative yoga preceding all of the intention setting work is really, really powerful. So I wanted to just share that it's okay. If you need to let go of something major this full moon, 
it's a good full moon to do it. All right, so I feel like this is a long one this week, so I apologize. There's just so much happening this week in the stars. Okay, and in the news. Um, so Friday, Venus moves into Virgo. Um, you might uh, shift your love language to acts of service. So, you know, making dinner for your loved one, um, doing the laundry for everyone in your house. These are ways to show love when Venus is in Virgo. It's also a great time to review your finances and your taxes. Um, tax day for the people that took an extension is October 15th. Um, and I think we're going to be talking a lot about taxes for the next few weeks. Venus and Virgo, we're going to definitely be talking about those taxes. And I also think that Venus and Virgo has such a keen eye when it comes to the spreadsheets. So I will not be surprised if some other people get involved and put their keen eyes on those numbers and get to crunching. Um, Sunday, Pluto is stations direct, as we talked about earlier. So while it's Libra season and we might want to feel light and free and take time to enjoy the beauty of the changing leaves, um, you know, this week is a heavy one and it's an intense one. Um, but that's okay. We're all in it together. We're all experiencing that together. Um, this yacht in the sky pointing to Pluto and Saturn is really, really urging us to get serious about how we're restructuring our life. And I implore you to really start to get to work on casting that vision for where you want to go next because the rest of this year is going to fly by and before you know it it's going to be December 21st and I'm going to be telling you about the great conjunction in Aquarius and we're going to be all about the future and innovation and what's next and this is a really good time to slow down I mean, you've been slowing down all year. We've all been slowing down mostly because of the pandemic. Unless you work in the hospitals or you're an essential worker, you've probably been slowing down. But this is a good time to reflect on all that you've learned through this crazy year and really be clear on what you want to restructure with. Just like I decided this week, you know, I don't want to keep running two group programs. I only want to run one group program and I want to run one community and make it really simple and streamlined. And that's part of my restructuring is making things more simple. Simplicity is one of my greatest values. And so I want to honor that. So think about what your greatest values are and what you want to honor as we move through this week. Um, and last but not least, um, I want to just mention the moons really fast, although I do do this on Instagram stories, so make sure that you tune into my Instagram stories. You can find me at Veronica Peretti. So early this week, um, the moon is in Pisces. We're in, we're in the lead up to that full moon. The moon is going to enter Aries on Wednesday night, and then we're going to have that full moon on Thursday at 5.05 p.m. Eastern. Then on Friday, um, Moon is still in Aries. Moon is still in Aries until Saturday, late morning um, here on the East Coast. The Moon's going to move into Taurus. And Moon in Taurus is always a really nice Moon. It's really cozy. You want to be home. You want to have 
a yummy meal. I always think of eating pasta on the moon in Taurus. Um, but we're going to be feeling that Pluto. So the moon in Taurus is going to be cozy, but the that Pluto is going to be stationing on Sunday. So um, you might be not feeling, you might just be feeling a little bit of the heaviness of Pluto and that, um, you know, all of those things that come with it. We've talked so much about it this podcast. Um, next week, just so that you know, we're going to have a Mars square Pluto and we're going to have a little uh, Uranus in the mix too. So it's going to be another big one next week. I don't think quite as big as this one, but the Mars square Pluto is going to really encourage us to um, come to terms with our own relationship with power. But we'll talk more about that next week. All right, so I'm going to pause here. We'll take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to answer the listener question of the week. All right, guys, this week's listener question comes from my friend Pua in Portland, Oregon. And she asked, is astrology compatibility legit? So romantic compatibility using astrology, is it legit? This is a great question, and it's one that I get often. Okay, so first of all, whether or not your sun signs are traditionally compatible, I'm less interested in. I'm most interested in your moon signs being compatible, because if you have a compatible moon sign, then you can live together. That's what I was taught by my first astrology teacher. Now, why is that? Because the moon rules our inner state. It rules our emotional person. It, it rules who we are when we're stressed. It rules who we are when we wake up in the morning and who we are when we go to bed at night. I was taught and believe that we are born our moon sign and we evolve into our sun sign. So your moon is really, really important. It indicates how you want to be emotionally fulfilled or how you are emotionally fulfilled. So if someone doesn't understand your moon sign, if their moon sign is, is not compatible with yours, you are not, it's going to be hard for you to emotionally fulfill one another. So basics, fire moons go well with air moons. Um, and vice versa. Water moons go well with earth moons and vice versa. Now, if you both have a water moon or you both have a fire moon, then you're going to understand each other. You're speaking the same language. Now, there are other pairings that might work, but that's like the most basic, the most basic. Now, there are other things that are very important, and there is a whole system of astrology called synastry, and that's when we take one chart and we place it inside the second chart and we look at both the charts overlaid and we see how they talk to one another. And a few weeks ago, I did um, a bonus part of the podcast on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I did a synastry chart for the two of them. Now, I do synastry charts for married couples all the time. I do synastry charts for mothers and daughters. So you could do a synastry chart with any pairing. But I do think that you want to look at this and have an astrologer look at your synastry with your partner in terms of long-term compatibility. I highly recommend that. It's super interesting. It's super fun. Um, 
And so there are other things, you know, like, for example, in my synastry chart with my partner, with my fiance, our Mercuries square one another. So we bicker, especially about silly things that don't matter because my Mercury is in Aries squaring his Mercury in Capricorn and we both want to be the boss. So that is something I know from our charts and therefore I can navigate our relationship letting go of some of the moments that I want to get into the bicker match and knowing that that's just our astrology playing out. But of course, sometimes even knowing your astrology doesn't keep you from having a bicker fest. So, you know, synastry is helpful, but at the end of the day, human nature always wins. So you want to do a synastry chart if you are looking at a long-term partnership with someone. But on the basic level, if you're just starting to date someone and you want to know if you guys are compatible, you want to look at your moons and see if your moons are compatible. Okay. I hope that is helpful. All right, guys, this has been a good one. I hope you got a lot out of it. Super important stuff going on this week. I I can't drive that point home enough. Um, Take things seriously this week decisions, choices, holding yourself accountable. This is a week for serious stuff, serious grown-up stuff. Um, Take care of yourself. Make sure not to neglect your self-care, whatever that means for you. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.